You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe G, J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez with you on a Tuesday. Coming up 20 minutes from now, we got to check in. R.A.P. Paul Aspen is back from Vegas, signed to show up for the Survivor Contest. Signed him and uh, Joe up for the uh, the Millions Contest, Circus Sports Millions uh, Contest. So we'll get to all that coming up in a little bit. Right now, though, we uh, go out to the guest line, and we bring on Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joining us to look ahead to week one in the NFL. And, Ben, let's start with the news of yesterday and your perspective on it. The Niners end up keeping Jimmy G, restructure the deal so the, the cap hit isn't as significant, but – He's staying, and uh, both J-Rod and I think it's a good thing for the Niners to keep that depth at quarterback just in case Trey Lance goes down, or he's not as effective as they hope. What, what did you make of it, and are you surprised he's back? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I do think, you know, hindsight is uh, twenty twenty, but uh, the writing definitely seemed on the wall for Jimmy Garoppolo to kind of return to San Francisco. Uh, like you said, made a lot of sense from, you know, a depth perspective. I know we've talked previously about uh, the San Francisco 49ers having a pretty wide range of outcomes based on how well or how poorly Trey Lance can play at quarterback. And I think some of that downside risk is definitely mitigated, uh, keeping Jimmy Garoppolo in the fold. So it was a situation where he had more utility with the San Francisco 49ers than anybody else. I do think that him being the backup for San Francisco was uh, by far the best option for him on the market right now. I think the only spot where he could have really competed for, you know, the starting quarterback position was in Seattle. San Francisco had no, uh, no real, um, you know, didn't really want that to happen whatsoever. So I think him returning, understanding the system still being with Kyle Shanahan uh, definitely maximizes his abilities and I think sets him up better, uh, you know, for the next couple of seasons if he does want to return to a starting quarterback position after that. Ben, moving over to, to, to week one, the, the, the first game, the Thursday night delight, amazing start to the season with the Bills and the Rams uh, out in L.A. To me, this is now the time where, where the Buffalo Bills, this is their season, this is their moment to get over the hump, to have their moment. It, is, is, is this sort of Super Bowl or bust for Buffalo? Is, is, is the window closing for them? Is this, is this has to be the year for them? Um, I think this year and next year, right, setting up for, you know, taking on some of those higher, you know, APY-type years for Josh Allen at quarterback, things are going to get a lot more difficult. So I think, you know, given the players that they have around them, uh, they're going to have to move on from some of those higher-priced players in the next couple of seasons. So this is, you know, kind of going to be it, bringing Von Miller into the fold, kind of shoring up some of that defensive line. Those aren't going to be options coming up here in two or three years. So I definitely think this is, the widest the window is definitely going to be open. Unfortunately, uh, this might also be the toughest year that they have to get out of the AFC as well. But 
Uh, I definitely think they have the pieces in place to be the best team in the NFL. And if they get out of the AFC, uh, they're definitely going to take care of business. So I think we see that show up a little bit here on Thursday night. The spread's definitely moved in their direction. I think part of that is, you know, the Matthew Stafford concern with his elbow injury and everything else. But uh, I think the Buffalo Bills kind of have a statement game coming up here in week one. I definitely think they perform uh, up to expectations. Ben, we were just discussing a little bit um, our Survivor pick as a show for a Survivor contest. And, you know, a lot of listeners out there are in these pools or maybe out and join the uh, the contest out in Vegas. But I, I think week one this year in particular is a little bit tricky. There, there's a lot of home dogs in week one. I hate taking road teams which are early in the season. Survivor might not be able to avoid it this week. Got a lot of big favorites of the road. Ravens, um, the, the 49ers, the Seahawks. As you look at the board for week one, forget the spreads for a second. If you just had to pick a survivor option, give us one or two you're looking at you feel the most confident in to just win their game coming up in week one. Yeah, I know I know this is probably not going to be, be a very popular play, but it's one that I've been on uh, basically since the schedule came out. I do think Denver on Monday night uh, moved from basically a four-point uh, favorite up to six points on the road against Seattle, 12th man on the field. Obviously going to be a pretty crazy environment, but – uh, there's just no way that I don't see the Denver Broncos uh, emerging with a victory in Russell Wilson's first game, kind of sticking it to Seattle. So that's one that I feel uh, more confident about than I would say probably the rest of the market. But that would be the spot that I kind of lean uh, in the survivor contest. I also think uh, the Colts, uh, you know, look like uh, they should definitely be able to handle business in week one in Houston, uh, eight point favorites. Maybe there's a spot where you can get them at, you know, as a better option further on down the season. But I think, you know, opening up on the road, I think that would probably be the two spots. So I know, um, you know, people don't want to play, you know, away favorites all that much. I do think home field advantage has definitely diminished through the COVID years. And it'll be interesting to see kind of how that reemerges, you know, post-COVID with its impact on, you know, some of these uh, away favorites and how well they're actually going to perform, especially in week one. Ben, the NFL has an incredible way of, of scheduling these games. Obviously, you know, Monday night, week one, Russell Wilson returns to Seattle. And one that sort of fell in their lap, and this is kind of a, a, a an interesting game, is that the Browns go to Carolina. It's Baker against uh, his old team, and it's the Browns. What do you make of that game? Where would you where would you side? Do you think Baker has, you know, one more day in the sun to prove to the Browns? Where would you Where are you on that game? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, now that it's moved all the way out to Carolina minus two and a half, the only real spot that I would be uh, interested in betting on is probably the Browns and some sort of teaser leg. Uh, I do still think they have, uh, you know, one of the most talented uh, rosters in the NFL. I think last year, you know, two through 53, if you were looking at their entire roster, probably the deepest and the best uh, from top to bottom uh, outside of the quarterback position. Again, that's going to be how they have to play the first 11 games of the season. But for a Carolina Panthers team that I'm still not, you know, really big believer in Matt Rule. Uh, still want to see it from Baker Mayfield before really, you know, crowning him back to his 2020 type status. I think the Browns, you know, covering, uh, being able to cover, you know, a touchdown differential or even a three-point differential uh, in a teaser leg is definitely, uh, you know, the best option for that game given the current price. Ben, the current price is always the, the significant thing, right? Because things change so much from when these lines first come out to now. And, and the current price has been sitting here a while, but we could see movement on this if we get a change of quarterback. So we still don't have the definite, it is Mitch Trubisky, a quarterback for the Steelers. I think we think it's going to be that, but Pickett's played well in the preseason. Steelers six and a half point underdogs week one at Cincinnati. 
What do you think about the number there with Trubisky? And let's say it is Pickett, and let's say the number moves a little bit to seven. Would you be more or less likely to jump on the Steelers' side or the Bengals' side if there's a change at quarterback before week one? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I would be probably more nervous about playing this game if it was Kenny Pickett at quarterback. And I do agree with you. I think if we, uh, you know, get that announcement, uh, this line could easily slip out to seven. Uh, and I wouldn't want to play that. But I do think right now um, I'm, I'm pretty high on Cincinnati. I know a lot of people, you know, expect some sort of regression given the fact that they were, you know, the Super Bowl losers last year and everything else. But from my perspective, uh, they only got better this offseason. I think, you know, their young playmakers are only going to be better coming up in this year as well. They had, you know, high, high leverage type plays go their way, but I still think that they have, you know, the pieces in place to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, so I like them at minus six and a half, six and a half, anything before a touchdown differential. I do expect them to uh, be in the driver's seat to win the AFC North. And I do think they're going to probably show why that is the case here week one. So Cincinnati would be the only side I'd really want to play, but I do think Kenny Pickett, starting uh, would definitely have me backing off that to the point where I'd probably just be watching this game for, you know, future information and everything else. Ben, down, I live in South Florida, and another, once again, it's another season of hold your breath with Tua. Uh, is this the season that he, that, he, that he kind of breaks through? Dolphins home to the Patriots week one. Dolphins a three-point home favorite. We've heard all the, the the kerfuffle happening out of Foxborough where who's calling the plays, what's happening with the blocking schemes, and Miami has had success against the Patriots here in South Florida. Dolphins minus three. Where, where are you at on that game? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I, I really like the Dolphins at two and a half where it opened. I do have a little bit of that. Uh, three you know, it doesn't feel great. I think I would be looking more for, uh, you know, a Patriots teaser spot right now than playing anything uh, on the straight up on the spread or total. Um, I, I, I still want to see it from two. I think everyone else uh, does as well. I do think, you know, everything's in place for him to have a big year. We have seen some, you know, decent quality type throws downfield from him in the preseason, but uh, putting that all together with all the playmakers that he has around him, uh, I, I, I want to see it before I'm really buying into it. So uh, if I was making one play, it'd probably be Patriots teased up to, you know, not plus nine at this point, uh, maybe the best option. But uh, this is probably another spot where I'm just waiting to get some information uh, to hopefully make some, you know, plays when we get into week two, week three, and week four of the NFL season. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at 
at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast uh ben a game that we're all interested here because i I just think as a show we are fading the titans this year and we see them week one and this numbers come down a little bit it was in the six six and a half range scene this morning depending where you look around five and a half or six Titans hosting the Giants week one. What do you like? Which side of that game? I, I, like The Giants have been bad for a long time, but new coach. And Daniel Jones has been pretty accurate so far in the preseason. Would you consider the Giants with the points week one? What do you think of this game as we look forward to it? Giants-Titans uh, week one. Yeah, I'm definitely with you guys on, on fading the Titans. I do think you know that is definitely the correct approach here uh, in 2022. A lot, of, a lot of situations where they could kind of you know, fall off the proverbial cliff or whatever. So I like, I, I don't mind the Giants uh, here in week one. Obviously, you're not getting the best of the number, but I do think that's probably the only bettable side on the spread. Uh, the real play, I think, in this particular matchup is actually uh, the over 43 and a half point total. I'm not quite sure why it's, you know, one of the lowest numbers uh, coming up here in week one. I think obviously part of it is, uh, you know, the overall offensive uh, ranking for both these teams. But both defenses have been really poor as well. I don't think we've seen, you know, too much improvement from them from 2021 to 2022. So I think we're going to see a little bit more, you know, offensive points being scored. I do think that, you know, we could see a little bit of that showcase happening here. And I think over 43, over 43 and a half will probably fall relatively quickly. So that's the one spot that I'm really on. Uh, But again, if I was betting a spread, it would definitely be the Giants because the Titans are an easy fade here. And I think for good reason. Yeah, and and I and I've been banging the drum on this. Daniel Jones on the road uh, historically has been a cover machine. So if I'm getting points with Daniel Jones on the road, I am rolling with that. Last one for me, the AFC West. Everyone's talking about it. Is it more have the Chiefs come back down a little bit and everyone's gotten better? What's what's your take on the AFC West? Is it the Chargers this year or do the Chiefs continue their run? Yeah, I think it's going to be the Chiefs once again. Um, you know, we're we're going to see probably a different version of Patrick Mahomes than what we saw last year. Uh, I think he's probably, you know, he needs to learn to take what the defense is giving him, more throws underneath. They obviously 
are going to cater the offense to that given the skill set that they have at the wide receiver position now. So uh, I think we see a more dialed in Patrick Holmes, dialed in Andy Reid. Uh, and I think they, you know, continue to be uh, the class of the AFC West. Chargers, you know, could be really good, are dealing with some injury concerns, especially with, you know, J.C. Jackson uh, as well. And uh, I'm just not overly excited about, you know, the Chargers' offensive skill position players outside uh, of Justin Herbert. I think, you know, their best player, Austin Eckler, running back, need to get him in space in the passing game. But uh, I think, you know, Mike Williams is a guy who's never really been great at separating downfield, can make a lot of contested catches, but those, you know, are high-variance type plays that maybe don't break correctly for him all the time. And then Keenan Allen, uh, you know, continues to get up there in age. Uh, a lot of people have the assumption that his game, you know, is, is, is kind of ageless or whatever. His ability to kind of get open will maintain. And I think, you know, at any point in time, that could slip up. And if that does, uh, they don't have a ton of depth behind those two guys outside of Jordan Palmer. So I think that, you know, there's there's reasons to be excited about the Los Angeles Chargers, but there is a decent amount of downside as well. So I'm definitely backing uh, the Chiefs and what I know in Patrick Mahomes more so than trying to buy into, uh, you know, the latest fad that is the Los Angeles Chargers right now. Ben, I'm going to be tempted in this division because all four teams are at least decent, right? We'll see how good the Raiders are this year in Denver, but they're all pretty good teams, if not really good. I'm going to be tempted just to take the points in each matchup, and we get one week one here, the Raiders plus three and a half against the Chargers. What side of you fall on that game, and how are you going to play these matchups during the season? Are we expecting a lot of points, go with some overs, or do you think, hey, they're all pretty even. If I'm getting more than a field goal, maybe just take the points. Yeah, I, I don't mind taking the points, and I definitely agree with you. I think the Raiders in week one uh, are one of the best bets against the spread now that's up to three and a half. So uh, I definitely have some Raiders already. Um, I do think it's going to be, you know, a high-scoring division week in and week out. 52.5 point total in this game I don't necessarily love, but uh, I think I think it's more a spot where you can probably gravitate towards some in-game numbers if the game doesn't, you know, start off on the pace that we are expecting given the total. So. Uh, I expect a lot of points, and I do. Th- I do agree with you. I think you know taking taking spots where you can get some of these. You know, you, you're not laying a lot of a lot of points with a you know home favorite or anything like that, especially in this division where it's going to be you know really back and forth matchups. Uh, I, I think taking the points makes a ton of sense as well. And, uh, you know, the Raiders in Week One are probably the prime example of doing that. And uh, I agree, it's going to be it's going to be tough. Whoever emerges from the AFC West is definitely. Uh, uh, you know, right there with the Buffalo Bills in order to kind of make uh, the Super Bowl from the AFC, in my opinion. Great stuff, Ben. We always always appreciate your time. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus. Go download the PFF app and check out Ben's work there on betting and, of course, all the, the great data. Ben, appreciate it. We'll catch up soon as we get closer and closer to week one of the regular season. That's it. I'm taking the points at AFC West. You give me three and a half, you give me four in these matchups, they're going to be close. I'll take the points. A lot of, a lot of really, I think, high – High scoring and close games this year. Come on the other side. Let's talk about Paul's trip to Vegas. He signed us up for the Survivor Contest. We're in. Some strategy for week one. We know J Rod's got some of his uh, plays written down where he would go week one as well. That's coming up next, right here on the BetQL Network. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.